Can you tell that I am super excited? I am vibrating because I am about to speak with Dr. Malis Hoopna and Dr. Malis is an anger expert. If anger is one of your go-to symptoms in your PMDD journey, then this is going to be so good because she's gonna share what anger actually is, what you can actually do about your anger, Oh my gosh, so awesome. I cannot wait to ask her all the questions for you because you know anger was one of my biggest symptoms and that's why it's gonna be so juicy, gonna be so good. Here we go. Welcome to the PMDD Healing Summit where the world's top experts share hope, guidance, and next steps for your PMDD relief journey. And today I am super happy to have a person from my home area where I come from, it's Dr. Malis Hoopner. And let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Malis. She is a Cambridge educated life scientist, emotional leadership coach, international best-selling author, and founder of Craft One Life Career Family Unleashed and the Rapid Anger Relief System. She helps ambitious women break free from old paradigms and rise into new leadership roles at home and at the office. She has the unique ability to see beyond the obvious and bring out the best in people so they can lead fulfilling and happy lives with ease. Welcome, Dr. Malis. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here. I am really happy that you said yes, because anger is so close to the heart of so many of us PMDD warriors. So could you just share a little bit about your own journey and why you're so passionate about supporting moms with their anger? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Honestly, because I feel a lot of compassion uh, for these moms. And I think that comes from me being a very angry mom, um, especially when my kids were, were little. And I think I've always been kind of a temperamental uh, person, but when I started having kids, and they're a little bit older now, my son is 12 and my daughter is nine, I did not understand why I like would get up in the morning and I, could, I already felt tense. And I did not have any strategies because if you think about it, there is no manual for parenting. So you kind of default to what you've learned in your household, mm -hmm. at school, from your parents and so on. And I just had a lot of boiled up anger inside of myself and I would dump it on my children. And mm -hmm. I honestly, I was convinced my children would hate me. They would leave me one day. I'm, I literally saw in front of my eyes, how I was ruining them. And on top of it, I just had so much self-hate. And I see this with moms that are filled of anger. They just have so much self-hate for, for themselves. And I really now understand where that's coming from because anger is just a mask for so much hurt that is underneath the, the mask. And so that's why I do have so much compassion for this, for this topic. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I just want to say out there, community, you might not be a mom, 
Um, but I think that this applies to all of us, but we are definitely, especially also talking about moms because there's an extra, right? There's an extra layer that comes into that. So let's just start right with the basics. Let's jump right in. Why do we get so angry at our children or at our partners? <laughs> <laughs> yes, a very good one. You know, I have a saying, which is, uh, which I, I like to say, yelling is a response to your past because yelling is often like the behavior that comes after feeling angry. And so that might sound uh, controversial um, because sometimes, you know, in dangerous situations, quite frankly, we have to yell because evolutionary speaking, yelling is here to alert, you know, a person in a situation. And that in those situations, it's totally fine. Yeah. But very often when we are at our wits end and we feel helpless or powerless, whether that is to our partners, our work colleagues, quite frankly, our boss or our children, we use it as a power reaction, right? So we, we, we yell because we don't know how to help our, our, ourselves very often. And so it's really important to start investigating those situations where yelling is our immature default reaction, especially to kids. And we tend to do it with you know, kids that are not listening to us, kids that don't follow through, um, you know, kids that are disobedient. And so that's how they, how they very often like, like trigger us, right? And so in those moments, when we use yelling, it's actually an immature expression of unprocessed feelings from our own past. And most of us, exactly. I know, I remember the first time I learned about it, I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't want to hear that. <laughs> but actually, when you really, really just think about it and really feel into that, it opens the door to so, to so many, to so many things. And so let me just give you an example. Yeah. My nine-year-old daughter, for example, she used to be very defiant, still is sometimes, but very much defiant when she between four when she was four to six years old. And I remember I did not know how to deal with her anymore. Like I literally could not get her to do anything. And so I I booked, like I bought this course from a psychologist. And basically what they told me is, well, you don't have any boundaries. So you need to have very clear boundaries. Like here's the green zone and here is the red zone. And so while I tried that and some of it worked. I was still like, I couldn't pull it off. I couldn't go through with it. Yes. And I was like, so why would die? She still, still triggers me. Like, just do what I want you to do. Like, why are you not listening, you know? And so, and then it was, and it, it was through the work that I'm now teaching. You know, when I started looking a couple of levels deeper, I realized, oh my God, you know, I was the defiant child and I do not like that part in me. I really do not like it. But I don't know how it was for you, but I grew up in a household, you know, where kids were supposed to be seen, but not to be heard, right? You were not supposed to have an opinion as a child, like who are you to speak up, right? And it was very clearly, I'm the boss, I'm the authoritarian person in this household, you do as I, as I tell you. And so that means we were not allowed to express our emotions. Mm. And, uh, and so because we were not allowed to express our emotions, or if we did, the ones that we don't like, like being defiant, you know, being angry, but being whiny, nah, like all those nasty ones that no one likes, we were not allowed to have like the full expression of those emotions. So we were cut off. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, those emotions are not gone. Mm -hmm. They still live inside of your body. And so that's basically now turned into an emotional coding that when a situation happens, you're 
I like to say your mind and your body, they kind of run on a program, right? And so that program is being, it's literally like you click a button and then the program yeah. runs and you don't even know what program is running. And that's what the immature expressions come, um, come out of basically. Wow. Wow. Absolutely mind blown. I hope y'all are taking notes because I sure am right here. Thank you, Dr. Marlies, because this is exactly what we need to start talking about. Can we also talk a little bit about, you know, there's a lot of shame and guilt that comes up, you know, when we flip out on our loved ones. Could you also speak a little bit about the mother wound? Yes, absolutely. I can. So, um, we, so yes, let me talk first about shame and then go into the motherhood wound because shame yeah. is very often the secondary, like the second emotion we have right after we, we've been angry, right? Yes. So we, we get angry, we, you know, we lose it over our kids before we even know it. We say these things we didn't want to say because that's your emotions and your emotions are not logical. And so in those moments where we have this emotional turmoil, we cannot think clearly so we dump it on, you know, the next person. This is what we, this is what we do. We project our unprocessed emotions on the person that is closest to us, on our partners, on our kids and, and so on, basically. And so we, we, we blurp it all out. We blurp it out, out. And then when we can think clearly, shame kicks in, guilt kicks in. And the reason this also happens is, and this is where the link is to the motherhood wound, is because, again, we were not allowed to have these kind of emotions. And what most people don't know, quite frankly, my parents didn't know this, and this is not about shaming and blaming our parents, because we didn't know, they didn't know, yeah. is emotions are not logical. They're not logical but we always try to make sense out of them. And we label them. We say, this is a good emotion. This is a bad emotion, right? This is right or this is wrong. But emotions as such, they're neutral. Mm. They, just, they just come in a frequency and they arise. And so what we were never allowed to do is to, when we, you know, kids have big feelings. Their emotional part of the brain actually develops faster, mm. way faster than the analytical part of the brain. But then you have this, let's say, you know, emotional baggage, like this little thing full of big emotions. And they're like, oh, all over the place. They don't know what to do with them. And then the parent comes in with the logic. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And so what happens is that that's basically how the motherhood wound is formed. So if you think about it, most of us, yes, our parents have provided for us financially. They've given us shelter. They've given us clothes. They've given us food. They might have given you even a wonderful education, but most of our parents did not know how to emotionally care for us because quite frankly, they didn't know how to do it for themselves. And that's what I didn't know. And that's where anger comes in because then it comes out as, as, as anger basically. And so the motherhood wound often shows up then in adulthood when we have our own kids. And so for example, when you have, you know, the child that is in the supermarket on the floor, but I want to have the yogurt, I want the yogurt now. And you're like, you're not, you are not having yogurt. You're not gonna get yogurt because really what they trigger inside of you is like, you're not supposed to be wanting things, right? That's kind of greedy. And so it's like all these things that are being triggered, that are being triggered in, 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 inside of us basically. And so if you were not allowed to express negative emotions, if you did not get the guidance from your parents on how to deal with these big feelings yeah. without being judged, 
without being shamed, most of us have been shamed. You're not supposed to be feeling that, right? Because yeah. we don't, we have a hard time differentiating between I feel and this is the behavior. So we think we shame the behavior, but often we shame the individual. And so when that happens, or when you grew up with extra critical parents, or how often have you heard, you know, you're, you're too much of this, or you're not enough of this. So all these things, they create, they leave a wounding inside of you. And kids love to trigger these woundings. And actually kids are supposed to be our teachers and help us see these woundings and start healing them um, for us. Wow. That was just a total shift in perspective right there. There are teachers, they're helping us to heal our woundings. <laughs> you know, same with our partners. If we're open to see that, if we start looking at triggers from there's actually something in here that I need to look at. Yes. It, it completely shifts the way in, in how you have your relationship. It's like the level of closeness you gain and intimacy is incredible. Oh my gosh. That, that's amazing. I think I need to just have you back and we need to also talk about partnerships. <laughs> I do have a program for that too. <laughs> Y'all, this is, this is the woman to talk to. We are here. Yes. So you said really interesting, something really interesting, um, because this really spoke to me because I'm also a yoga teacher. Um, and you said that we're told to practice relaxation techniques, take time for ourselves, count to 10, do yoga, dot, dot, dot. But all these, all these are band-aids not fixing the problem at its core. So I think we kind of already kind of talked about that, right? So what is, is that the core of uh, our anger problems? Yeah, exactly. The core of our anger problems and of our anger is different for, for everyone, right? Okay. Because anger is a secondary emotion. And if you think it, like the best way to, to think about it is in the iceberg analogy. It's literally anger is the tip of the iceberg. And underneath that, there is a lot of what I like to call gunk. It's the gunk. It's the grief. It's the sadness. It's the frustration. It's the disappointment. It's an, I'm not enoughness. The shame. The guilt. The law, right? Yes. But they are such heavy emotions that it's way easier to feel angry because anger actually feeling angry gives you some some level of power. So the way I love to describe it is that over the years we've had all these experiences, and unfortunately we've collected a lot of gunk. So this is, might not be a pretty analogy, but I like to think of myself, like if, if you're a garbage and you collect, you have all these gunk. What happens is when you start with yoga, when you start with meditation, it's like you're spraying perfume over that garbage. Mm. And the garbage actually is gonna smell really good for a short time. Like it's going to work. I'm not going to say it's not good. It's going to work and it's going to smell really good for a short time. But eventually the perfume weighs off and the gunk will come back out. Emotions will always find their way out, mm. right? And because they don't go somewhere, they live inside of your body and they are triggers. That's what they stimulate. That that's what activates their process. They are going to find their way out. And if yeah. we don't learn to empty the garbage, you can do all the yoga and meditation that you want. So for me, it's not about like, I love yoga. I do yoga myself. I love meditation, but it's not the first step in the process yeah. when, you, when we talk about clearing. So what, what most people forget to do is you need to clear. 
And so when you clear the garbage and empty it out, then actually methods like yoga and meditation are amazing because they also stick because it's almost like you start with a white piece sheet of paper. Yes. yes. Right. And so then they become super effective and you amplify it. It's like clear first and then anchor in the really good stuff. And that's Ooh. when, when meditation and yogas are, are wonderful. Ah, uh, this is so, so illuminating because anger was my, one of my big um, teachers. And I love that you say it's a secondary emotion because it's maybe easier to express then than grief and all these things that we push down even further. Great. And yeah, that's why we have anger to me is, is your soul's expression of unfairness. And anger is super powerful, right? Like if you, the, what's really underneath is very often that we don't feel in control. We feel actually helpless. We feel powerless. And in the moment where you, where anger comes up, that's a moment of power. That's like where you actually feel you're taking your power back, even if that's maybe only 30 seconds, yes. right? Yeah. And, um, and that's kind of where the disguise is. Awesome. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> so you mentioned that, you know, the, the need to release our anger triggers. So what are just some common triggers and how can we release them? Just going to throw that out there. So I can, so let me start with the kids. So very often the most common uh, triggers we have through our kids is that they don't listen to us. It's a huge one. It's a huge one. Um, that they don't do things as they're being told, um, you know, not getting them out of the house in the morning on time, the, the back talk, we don't like back talk, right? Uh, especially from teenagers, the fact that they are not, that they are not um, cooperating as well. So very often, it actually comes and similar with with the partners, it's we're not feeling respected. That's really what's hiding underneath, but they all often come in disguise. And this is this is why you know, as much as I'm like, I've been doing this work for a really long time now. And I, I would say I'm really good at it, but I do have my blind spots because we all do. So I work with a coach as well, because sometimes I'm like, what am I not seeing here? Like, what am I not getting? Right. And, but the most often triggers are actually really hidden in the way we were, we were brought up. And if you think of most of us grew up in an authoritarian system, right? Yeah. The parent had to say, you had to obey. You had to listen as a child. And we don't like that. Actually, nobody likes that. And so now that we have become the parent, we flip it around and it's like, it's my turn to be respected. It's my turn to be listened to. So you need to listen to me now. And then our kids don't do that. And you're like, what's happening? I don't know how to deal with this. And by the way, it's the same thing. You know, we take, we take this into our jobs as well. It's this, this codependency of, you know, what my boss says I need to listen to because he's the authoritarian person, but no, we all don't like it. We don't like it as humans. And so when we're in the parent role, we feel like we get to be now the ones who can use this authoritarian stuff. Even though if we, if we say I'm not an authoritarian person, what do you mean? But we are because it's, it comes out through, through the wounding and because otherwise you would not get triggered. Otherwise you would not, you would not get angry. Right. Yeah. And so with your with your partner, it really depends. It's a, it's 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 a it's very different. Like, for example, I can tell you one thing with my partner uh, that really triggers me is we talk a lot about our future, but I'm a visionary person. I'm not a person who's really good at execution. And so 
I look at him because I don't like that part of me. I, I, I judge myself, you know, for not being a good executor. I look at him and I expect him to do that for me. And then he's not good at it either. And so I'm getting really annoyed at him because he's like, and then I would say like, why are you just talking all the time? Like, I want you to go and put it into action. Like go and do something, like walk your talk, you know? And then I'm realizing it's because I can't do it myself and I don't like that side inside of me. So I need him to go and fill that void for me. Yeah. We do this all the time in all our relationships. Mm -hmm. And when you start seeing those patterns, it's like, oh my God, it's actually, you know, oh, this is actually me. And then you can go and heal it because you can then go and say, you then can go and fall in love with that side of you. And that, that's a pretty part. Yes, that is beautiful. When we can just accept all of these parts of ourselves. And I think that would be a part of my big anger healing journey. And also, I love that you said it's a soul's expression of of unfairness and we feel powerless and anger is a way to take the power back and thinking back I'm like that's exactly what it is I felt so powerless I felt that the world was so unfair so yeah. thank you for for bringing that up so you have a <laughs> I am absolutely in love with everything that you offer and you have a method called relief heal rise process could you explain what that is in the context of our anger um, yes, absolutely. So the relief, heal, rise process basically helps you clear those that emotional coding that lies underneath of your anger, so to speak. And yeah. so it helps you clear also that default operating patterns that show up from that emotional co coding. Um, you know, the patterns where we're being reactive and then we go and regret afterwards what, what, what we've said, basically. So what we do is we really dig deep into your emotional coding. We clear that out. It's literally like we're stripping it out. <laughs> um, and then we, we turn, like we, it's, we, we flip basically your immature expression of anger to mature expression of anger, because this is not about controlling anger. And this is super, super important to understand. I think this is exactly why we are in a mess we are as humans is because we've been told our entire life, you need to control your emotions. They are bad, but they're not. They're not. This is, this is what's so beautiful about this process because it's actually allowing yourself to fully feel the full-blown emotion of the anger. The emotion only goes away and only leaves your body if you actually fully feel it. But we don't know how to do that. Yeah. without feeling, ah, I don't want to go there. This is yucky. And so yeah. that's what we do in the, in, the, in the clearing process. And so in the relief phase, in the healing phase is then when we bring in um, a whole new perspective to looking at your emotional coding. So you then can, in the RISE process, really build uh, new mom leadership skills or new emotional leadership skills. You don't have to be a mom, but it's about building emotional leadership skills, which no one of us have actually been taught um, how to do that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I wish you would write the school curriculum for us because this is so needed. We need to know these things. Yeah, so absolutely. we've been talking about anger and all these things. So if someone is out there and they do flip out, right? What if I yeah. do flip out and I yell, I lash out at my kids, at my partner, what can we do afterwards to, to kind of heal this or to make it better again what's a tip that you have what can we do so first I want to say because I get always asked what what did I do in the heat of the moment and honestly my true honest response is 
most of us, 99% of the times, you cannot do anything because in the brain receives your emotions the fastest. The access to your brain is for your emotions is the fastest. So your thinking, your logical part is like, shut out, takes way longer to get into your, to your part. So, and that's, so the reason I'm saying this, because you cannot control this. This is exactly the point. So if it happens and you have lost your shit, basically, you know, own it, own it. That's all I can say. You own that you lost it. So here's what that looks like. Because when I first started this work, I did lose, I still lost it quite a few times, right? Over whatever, like somebody spilling a glass of milk, like basic things, ridiculous things. You know, this is, this is the funny thing about emotions. They come out in the most creepy, ridiculous, funny ways, right? So you go and you own it. And then you go and say, like, what I will say is like, oh my God, I am so sorry. I've literally been hijacked by my emotions. I want you to know this has nothing to do with you. This is all on me. I'm working on it. And sometimes I will even go and say, let's rewind. Let's rewind and let's do this over. And then I want to show you how I would have actually liked to react in this situation. And so, because especially, especially with our children, think about it. They're growing up. They're in like, they're like in training. You know, they're being trained how to be a human, how to do this on this planet, right? And so, but we need to train ourselves first about to deal with these things before we can actually go and show them. And so that's why own it, show your emotions. The best gift you can give to your children is to be honest, brutally Mm -hmm. honest and own your emotions. Because, you know, we all want connection. We want to feel so connected with our partners, with, with our children, but then we don't allow ourselves to be messy. Mm. But that's where, that's where, that's where yeah. connection happens. Yeah. Very often in the messiness. Yeah. Very often in the struggling moments. Not that everything is perfect, glorious, you know, yes. my household is amazing showcase type of thing. Yes. Ah, absolutely. I love that connection happens in the messiness. And I can totally uh, relate to that because I'm a perfectionist and I come from a household where everything has to be perfect and you have to look perfect. Everything has to be perfect. So for me to show my, my, my icky side, the side that I think is icky, it really makes me feel so uncomfortable, but that's also where you're showing that you are also human. So then another person can see, oh, look, she also has those emotions and, but she's really lovable still. So I think you're so right. Connection happens in the messiness. Mm. And that's what people love you for. Exactly. I think we forget that a lot of times. So I would love if you could share because their program, the rapid anger relief program, I read about it and it just sounds so juicy. Could you share a little bit about that program? Yes, absolutely. So the way we set up this program is actually it comes as a self-study program. And the reason for that is because I've experimenting with this. And the reason for that is that what I've noticed is women still have a lot of problems talking about it, right? Like we are so ashamed about our anger that we found if we set this up as a self-study program and um, they can go and do it on their own time they can go and do it at their own speed basically but we also do offer a facebook group community along with it and it's it's funny like i think just the other day the woman came in and she's like oh my god i'm i'm just overwhelmed by the fact of how many women are here i'm like literally not alone in this 
because most that's what we think and that's what I thought you know I really thought oh my god I'm alone I'm a terrible person nobody is like this right but you're not you're not you're not absolutely not mm -hmm. and so um we make it super affordable. Um, you can just sign up, you get the self-study course, and then you can decide if you want to join the Facebook group. And then we also have like kind of VIP package where people can also decide to jump into the coaching exactly for the reasons of blind spots. So what actually happens is yeah. when women jump into this program, anger clears very fast, two weeks. You can really clear this within like two weeks if you do you know, the work, obviously. Yes. <laughs> happen through pure magic. And then it's like, oh, but then I'm having this guilt and I'm having a shame and this is coming up and that, what do I do with this? And so that's why we have the coaching because that's literally where we go and peel the, peel the onion. And it's just, it's just beautiful to see, like, honestly, the part I love the most is like a woman just posted today. She's like, my son had a complete meltdown because we figured out he was lying and he was actually angry with himself. And she said, like the way we would have reacted in the past, you know, was like criticizing, shaming. It's like, you can't do this. We're, okay, no more TV for you. You know, that, like that's kind of the behavior we have. Yeah. And she said, we had an hour, beautiful conversation. One hour where they were like totally calm. She owned it. And, you know, and this is how you teach children ownership as well. Because that boy walked out knowing himself it was wrong. Yeah. Whereas if we tell you, she's not right that's not how they learn right and yeah. so it's just like and that moment is such a strong bonding moment mm. because what the child also sees is oh my god my mom still loves me even though I lied like she's not mad at me she still yeah. loves me and so we say to our kids we unconditionally love them but really really we don't and I get a lot of looks when I say that yeah but it's true our behavior does not show that and so I always say it's easy to love your kids when they're good mm -hmm. and in the good moments, but can you actually love your kids? You love your partner mm -hmm. when they're in the messy moments, yeah, right? When they throw the tantrums, when they're whining, we have adult tantrums as well. And that's where the connection, the magic happens. And this is what this program really teaches you to, to, to get that, that bonding. Ooh. And quite honestly, also start to love yourself a little bit more <laughs> along the process. <laughs> We need that. We need that. That sounds so good. And I am also super excited because you are, you have a really special goodie for us. So y'all out there with your anger, this right here, what Dr. Marlis is going to share with us, this is for you because it's an anger relief toolkit. Can you speak about that just really quickly? Your freebie. So the toolkit basically gives you a bit of a, um, a preview of what the course will be, would be like. And so you, it gives you also the opportunity to check out the methodology, like what exactly is the, the rapid anger relief system about. And um, it already has some tools in the, that's what it's called toolkit, obviously. Some toolkits you can start using right away. And if it speaks to you, if it works for you, you know, we, we obviously, you know, would love to have you in the course, but it's kind of a little teaser and you can decide whether it works for you. Oh, that is so helpful. I love it when we get some little practical tools and new inspirations. And you have definitely been an absolute inspiration and a total shift in my perspective on anger. So. Do you have any last words of hope or encouragement for someone out there who struggles with their anger? Yes, please, 
please, from the bottom of my heart, know that anger is not your fault. And it's probably also not your fault that you have it. That's really important to understand because it's basically a biochemical reaction, you know, that, that is being triggered. It comes from your emotional coding that has been put in there over the years. And this is a cycle that's being run on automation almost, right? And you can absolutely break that cycle. It's totally possible. I've seen it thousands of times. And so no matter how much guilt and how much shame or embarrassment you might have about your anger right now, I really need you to understand it's not your fault and you deserve, def you deserve better. And you just do not have to live with that. It can definitely be, be healed. Oh, thank you for that. And that's what we're all about, about that healing, that inner healing. So thank you for saying yes and for sharing all of these wonderful insights. And y'all post in the group, hashtag gold nuggets. I know y'all are going to have a lot and download that toolkit. Let's get started here. Let's get that anger moved and healed. And yeah, have a wonderful rest of your day, y'all. And thank you, Dr. Malis. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Hi, it's Charisma. If this expert interview inspired you or helped you in any way, please consider leaving a five-star review with your insights so other PMDD warriors like you can find these interviews and benefit from them too. You're awesome, and thank you so much for being a part of this community. And remember, relief is possible. Okay, bye.